0: Clara tried to turn the doorknob and force the door open, but the lock held. So she began banging on the wood and calling to be let out. She did not know what hour it was, nor did she care if she woke the whole household. Maybe someone would come to her aid, or at least explain to her what was happening. It didn't take long for her to admit that nobody was coming to help her, or that Martha would almost certainly be there to stop anyone who tried. She sank to the floor and began crying, leaning against the door in the process. All the anguish and frustration she felt at meeting her mother came bubbling to the surface as well. Loud and powerful sobs that shook her entire frame. She clung to the locket at her neck, holding on it as if it were a buoy and she was in danger of drowning. But she must have pulled on it too hard. The locket came away in her hand. She tried to put it back on, but the fastening had broken, and a fresh wave of tears and sobs overpowered her. Where was Trudy or Helen? What had happened? How had they been found out? Who was coming to get her in the morning, and where would they be taking her? Why was she always the last to know about anything and everything? She had been quiet and accepting for too long, and now that she was ready to search for answers on her own— the structures for keeping that from happening were in place and too strong for her to fight against. She looked at the locket in her hand. It shimmered in the moonlight streaming through the window. She ran her thumbnail along the rim as she'd seen her mother do earlier and it popped open. It took a second to find the right angle and catch the moonlight, but then she saw her father's face again, staring at a point off to the side of the photographer. But to Clara, it looked like he was trying to avoid looking at her, trying to avoid acknowledging her. And suddenly, she was violently angry. She clamped the locket shut and threw it across the darkened room with a frustrated and guttural release of breath she'd been holding in her lungs. It must have hit the drapes or something else soft because she didn't hear it land. Clara wiped the tears from her eyes and stood on shaking legs, breathing deeply, and fighting the urge to scream once more. What had she ever done to deserve anything she'd had to endure? If her aunt seemed to despise her so much, why hadn't she been sent to an orphanage ages ago? Her thoughts flew to Robert, who was probably only just arriving at his cousin's home. How would he find out she was gone, and when? He had promised to call in a few days, and begged her to arrange things with Helen so they could meet in the garden again. She crossed to the bed, but bumped into something before she got there. Feeling her way in the dark, she managed to find the lamp on the table beside her bed and light it. There was a small trunk sitting on the floor, but the latches wouldn't open. It was locked. She glanced around the room and noticed how sparse it looked. Her handful of books and papers on her desk were gone. She walked over and pulled open the drawers, but they were empty. She pulled open the door of her closet to see that the few articles she'd kept in it were absent. She hadn't been particularly attached to anything, except the dresses Helen had given her. She gasped as a twinge of fear pinched her chest. She twisted slowly to find that, indeed, her jewelry box was missing from its place atop her dresser. Seeing it didn't stop Clara from rushing over and checking each of the drawers as well as the floor around the large piece of furniture.